Thank you for choosing the Soul Purpose Podcast with yours truly, Coach Brian Thomas. Let's take a journey of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And let's make sure that while we're on the journey, we never forget who we are. We never forget where we're going. And most of all, we develop the purpose that makes us who we are. Let's go. Good evening. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Soul Purpose Podcast. Right here, right now, I have a very anticipated young lady. Now, let me tell you, I was introduced to her by a group of young ladies. They had me on their live on Facebook show. Um, the name of the show is kind of kind of gone from my head, but she will reintroduce me to the name of that. But what stood out about this young lady, um, and you'll get a chance to just hear her freedom, was her transparency. Her transparency is what has allowed me in the short time of learning about her talking to her has allowed me the opportunity to bring her here on the podcast. Highly anticipated because we've talked about it and I'm one of those individuals. I like to get stuff done like quickly and I don't like to waste people's time. And I told her when um, we talked that, I told you when we talked that night, I said, I'm going to get you on the podcast. And then I ended up doing some upgrades. I got stuff that I needed. And so now it's quicker for me to do these things. But she's here with me. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a great um, episode. Introducing to some, reintroducing to others, and uh, making her sole purpose podcast debut. She'll be on number two. Because if you talk to her off the line, she's definitely worth the time to talk to. Ladies and gentlemen, Mrs. Jasmine Rain. Jasmine, we're here. <laughs> we're here now. And I told you uh, when we first connected, I told you that your electricity was going to bring you on my podcast. And here we are now. So how are you? Um, how's everything going? And let everybody know the name of the show that... Um, I forgot about, let me tell you something, men, our memory is shot. So you need women like this one. <laughs> Mind you be like, hey, this is the name of the show. You need to get it right. So how are exactly. you? Exactly. So first of all, I am doing amazing. I'm doing absolutely well. And yeah. hello to everyone out there. I am one of the beautiful hostess for Let's Talk Life, Love, and Relationships. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Now, Jasmine, out of the ladies, you are the one that brings probably the most energy to the group. And so you add just an element that just, I mean, all four of you balance each other out, but you bring the energy. Where did this, this pure energy that you bring to not only the show, but to life and people's um, presence where does that energy come from? Well, I mean, um, that's a great question. Uh, first, I would just love to say, like, sometimes people that's gone through a lot of things, they carry, they they carry and they want to give off something that they felt like they didn't receive. So the purity and the energy and stuff that I carry, it comes from a long line of, you know, personal traumas, personal issues, accomplishments, as well as failures. 
And, you know, with that being said, I just want, I don't know, I feel like you got one life to live. And I just want everybody to feel like the utmost joyous part. And if my presence can bring that, then that's cool. If my transparency can bring that joy into someone's life, I am more than willing to give off of that energy to brighten whoever's day. (laughs) Now, you guys listen to the sound of her voice, right? Even at her peaceful demeanor, there's an energy that is going to really get you going. Now, Jasmine, um, your specialty is transparency and telling the truth, but not in the sense of bashing, but a refreshing. When did you discover that your voice was going to be a refreshing tone to those that you would encourage or even talk to? Um, I guess you could say it started at a very young age. Like I, um, I personally went through like an identity crisis. So, you know, um, when I was younger, you know, I was adopted, pretty much adopted. And then like finding out of this, all this cool, crazy stuff, it was kind of like, you know what? There's so much going on in people's lives that we are so tab. It, it, it seems like it's taboo, but it's real life. Like a lot of times when you're watching these movies or these TV shows and everything, the, those things are actually real. But those are things that are behind closed doors that nobody chooses to talk about. So I just chose to become that beacon of like honesty and transparency, no matter what that looks like, no matter how you would perceive me. Because at the end of the day, nobody could ever say like, oh, well, Jasmine this or well, Jasmine that. Because I'm just an open book from the jump. So, yeah. That's absolutely lovely. (laughs) Now, one thing that is a passion of mine, anybody that knows me, and that's what you were introduced to me from, the aspect of relationships. Now, everybody has their own journey. Let's dive into some of the things that you've learned about relationships. I think that relationships for each person is different. What are some of the lessons that you have gleaned from some of your relationship experiences that you can say have impacted you the most? Oh, my from my experiences, what have impacted me the most was uh, the importance of self-love um, mm-hmm. and selfishness. I know we kind of glanced on this at the show last week, but yeah. like um, I really learned to love myself. Um, and, you know, if you guys ever come on and watch the show, you'll kind of learn a little more about myself. But, you know, dealing with your personal traumas and your personal issues and the things you went through. You, you you figure out who you are. And if you don't take that time to love yourself and be completely selfish to yourself, then you won't properly care for someone else. So when I was in relationships and stuff like that, I was so eager to please my partner and whoever I was with. Wait, wait, time out, time out. Hold on, hold on. You, oh my goodness. You, you want to know what's so crazy? What's so crazy is the last year I've been hearing people dive into the aspect of people pleasing. Yeah. And I'm starting to realize people pleasing is a pan 
pandemic yes. that everybody's dealing with. So continue. I, I just, I had to, I had to frame that moment for a second because when you realize that, oh my God, you start to be mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and, that's, and that's the thing, like, you know, and I, and you know, you've heard me on the show, like I can be very controversial within my conversation, but it's nothing but love. I love controversial, by the way. That's one of my favorite words in the dictionary. Yeah, I can I can be very controversial. And so like all of this people pleasing and all of this stuff, it roots back from something deeper than what we what we want to realize it is. And so like being in relationship and stuff, I learned how to love myself more because at the end of the day, these men or women or whoever you're talking to, they're never going to be able to properly love you the way that you can love yourself. And if you're not loving yourself the way you deserve then what are they really giving you? And what are you really giving them? So yeah, like controversial, that's all That's all me because, hey, I wish I would have waited before I had sex for the first time. I wish I would have waited before. I think that's a whole lot of people that they wish they would have waited. <laughs> I know I wish I would have waited and I was in my 30s, but I got it at the middle of my 20s. See, you're, my life. Yo, you talking about wrecked your life though, but just imagine a 14-year-old girl voluntarily Ooh. losing her virginity and then getting broke up with the same day. Wait. Yo. Time out. Time out. Time out. Yeah. Uh, are you okay with telling that telling that story? Oh, I don't mind. I think it's going to so you mean to tell me you lost your virginity? And then that same day, you got thrown into the dumpster. Straight like trash, my friend. So <laughs> straight like trash. And the bad part was the dude was like 17. Are you serious? Yeah, the dude was 17 years old. I remember I was 14. But see, also, too, at that time in my life as well, I was struggling with certain things that I didn't even know was actually an issue. So I, I thought mm. that my personality and who I was, like who you're seeing now, I thought that was too much. So I, at that time in my life, I thought that if I gave him my prized possession, you know what I'm saying? That's going to keep a man. And baby... That fooled me because he broke up with me the same night. That morning, he took my virginity while my grandma was at work. That night, I got a text. <laughs> that night, I got a text message saying, "This ain't." I, don't, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And then the bad part was, I was fourteen. So when I graduated high school, right, I was like, "Oh, I want my first to be my last." You know, da 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 da. Got with that dude again. Dude ran me in the mud. I was chasing him, people pleasing him. I lost my scholarship. Everything. Trying to chase this same dude that... Y'all, listen, I got some stories for you guys. But that's the whole, like, aspect of my platform. Because, ladies, we all... Can I curse on this platform? I don't know. You have a few... um, (laughs) For you, we'll give you a limit of about... Five to ten, but s- spread them and season them out just a little bit. <laughs> spread them and season them Wait, out just a little bit. Why did you bit. give I'm me a limit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being transparent. We can't please people, so I need at least ten. Because you get to you get to eleven and twelve, they're gonna be like, "Ah, right, he didn't got he didn't got a little vlog on his podcast and everything." Okay, so but I, um, I, I want to, I want you to be I want you to be so so if something you know comes out. Listen, yeah. at the end of the day, 
<laughs> I ain't gonna edit it off. I love it. Be, be controversial. I love it. I love it. But yeah, so um, yeah. Long story short, um, I, I learned so much when it came to being in a relationship and what that looks like. Self value, self love. Because ladies, you know, we do so much crazy stuff. And then, like, we still want to sit around, like, real pretty, like, we ain't never been through. No, I done did stupid stuff. Stupid stuff have been done to me by choice, not by choice, and all of that. And I think if we have more people that's honest about that, then we can all, we'll be more receptive to learn from other people's mistakes. That is good. So, losing your virginity at 14 and then... Dealing with the same gentleman again when you were getting ready to graduate from high school, correct? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was in. I was a freshman in college. A freshman in college. Wow. So, after going through that experience, did you start to see your life do somewhat of a spiral? Because now, the aspect of acceptance you're putting in the hands of another person. Oh, absolutely. Um. That, on top of having daddy issues, uh, pretty much finding out that um, at that time of my life as well, it was a few years, it was a really dark time of my life. And um, Mm -hmm. I had just found out that I was pretty much adopted, you know, basically. And so that was a very hard thing to accept. And then when he did that, I didn't feel good enough, you know, Um, because that was also the time frame where, like, I found my birth mom. So I lost my virginity at 14. I found my birth mom. My birth mom mother found me when I, when I was 16. And then boom, you know, that's when I found out the people that raised me weren't my blood family, but that, you know, they are. And so during those early 20s, those late teens, early, early 20s, I was suffering in silence so bad that it became a sex addiction because it was like, I gave you my virginity at 14. I'm being nice to you. I'm doing everything you want me to do. I just lost my scholarship. Like, I am willing to give you all of me to prove my love. Why am I not good enough? So then in my mind at that time, uh, like you said, going in a down spiral, in in my mind at that time frame, it was like, how much do I have to give a man in order to be worthy of his love? And it took for me to have to go through so many, so many unfortunate situations to realize that sometimes they don't give a shit. Because what I noticed was men, they really enjoy that loves themselves. Those are the ones that win. Listen, Listen. Let me, I'm going to be transparent. Just like she's transparent, now she didn't open up transparency. The last person that I was with... Um, and I, it was before I moved out to California. There was a young lady that I was into, and we had strongly considered taking the next step. Like, she was going to be the one that I was going to say I do to. And I remember I was holding on and saying, I don't want to be with anybody physically because I realized, you know, I've had my fair share of experiences, but I realized, I said, hey, I really do not want to experience sex with anybody unless I know for sure that this is going to be the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. And what ended up happening was I was in Detroit and this was right during the time the pandemic was like firing mm-hmm. up. 
And I remember it was a it was the first weekend in April. Yeah, I'm telling my business so y'all could just kind of put numbers together. But I remember being, you know, we were in an intimate position and clothes was off. Oh, I'm telling my business. I don't even care. Y'all can y'all can hate me all y'all want to. I do not <laughs> care. Y'all should know. If I if y'all tell if y'all tell me, you know, you need to like watermelon and I say I don't like watermelon, I can tell the story. So we were in this position, you know, intimate position. And I mean, you know, groanings and moanings, as the Bible says, was going on. But I remember we were in close quarters and she stopped and she said, I don't feel the same way you feel about me. And I was like, well, if you don't feel the same way you feel about, if you don't feel the same way that I feel about you, what are we doing? And I remember her words saying to me that, well, maybe I can learn to do it and I can just try. And I remember being so desperate at that particular moment to have someone that cared for me that I Mm -hmm. literally let my mind go to the place of, if this is what it's going to take for somebody to care for me, then I guess I'll, I'll. I'll just experience this moment. And we had that experience. And when we got done, what I found out was this person saw me as a challenge. Mm. And because they saw me as a challenge, they felt that it was necessary to use the fact that I was interested in them as a way to manipulate, to end the challenge. And I remember um, we ended up, you know, ended up being in a relationship. And I remember the last time that me and her were intimate, which was, and I'm going to say this, Mother's Day 2020 mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. I ain't going to tell y'all the address because y'all might know who, who, who it was. But <laughs> I remember... I remember after it ended up happening, I remember laying in the bed and I remember saying to myself, is this all that life has to offer? Just this experience? And when I got on the plane and I remember she had to take me to the airport and I was flying Spirit. And that's when Spirit was like $25 a flight um, during the pandemic, you just get on there. And I remember flying on a plane and getting back to Detroit and realizing this really isn't what I thought it was. Like uh, the freedom to be who I was was trapped in trying to fit the description of somebody that ended at the end of the day was not invested in me at all. Mm -hmm. They were invested in what I represented. And so with being transparent, sometimes you have to let, and, and this is why I love about her. She she didn't pull up out of me some stuff that I ain't supposed to say, but I don't care because I'm going to be transparent. But one of the things that I had to take out of that experience as a man was being okay with saying no to a woman that was not invested in me becoming better. They were only invested in what they could get from me with what was... I'm going to say this right here. 
what they could get from me that was available during vulnerability. Wow. Vulnerability availability. That's what I'm going to call it. That's a new word. We're going to use that for the next time we're on the show. But for you, Jasmine, when you started to see in your life that these gentlemen that you were with were only wanting you for what you were available to give during vulnerability, what was it that finally snapped and said, oh, hell no, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm ready for a change. Well, I'm going to be honest. Um, And it actually wasn't a victim mindset. It wasn't a, oh, they're doing this to me. They're doing this. Don't get me wrong. It felt that way, you know. But in actuality, I had to accept the fact that I was I was using them too. Say, say that one more time. Did, <laughs> did I did I just hear an ounce of accountability? <laughs> I was using them too. I was using them as well. Um, oh. There was a desire that I had that I wanted met to fulfill the pain or the things I wasn't experiencing in that life, and so I I was actually. In the midst of the guy using me, I was using him as well because in actuality, at that time in my, you know, okay, transparent moment, crazy thing. Also, at that time in my life, mm-hmm. I just wanted a baby. I just wanted a baby. You know, I've never been the type to like talk to guys that weren't financially stable type thing, but I'm not a gold digger. But I knew my mind frame. And y'all guys, you know, y'all might y'all might be like, what? I knew women do this. Listen. But. Tell the, tell the truth, shame the devil. That's how people are okay, free. Okay, so listen. So like my, at that time in my life, like my whole setup was I, I only, I was young. I was like 19, 20, mm. 21, going through all of these dark, dark things, you know. Um, And I would only talk to older, older men who were well-established, mm. you know. I was a very independent woman anyway, but in my mind, if I got pregnant by this person, could they financially take care of the child? even if they're not with me? Like, would I be financially set? Because at the time, too, I also didn't care if the guy stayed with me. I just wanted a baby. I wanted something to say that it was mine. Luckily, guys, y'all, I ended up getting married and then got a divorce. But I I actually only gave my husband two two kids, (laughs) my ex-husband. So (laughs) luckily, I didn't get pregnant by Tom, Dick, and Harry. But... Listen, that's a blessing. A blessing. Yeah, so, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I shout out to all the baby mamas. I shout out to all the ex-wives, stay-at-home moms and all those good things. Have nothing against being baby mamas, but I, you know, I, I luckily I was an ex, uh, ex-wife. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, like, you, when a lot of people meet me, and they learn like what I've done, what I've experienced, what I've been through. They're like, oh, wow, I, I can't believe it. And it's really because I, I'm, I'm a walking contradiction. So you guys, this is nothing but an audio, but I'm going to tell you this. Just, just close your eyes and envision this. And I'm going to explain myself, how I look. Follow instructions, Follow people. Instructions. Do guys. not miss this moment. So guys, <laughs> something you also don't know is I'm quite theatrical. He knows this, but so just close your eyes and relax. Academy, Academy Award winning Jasmine. Continue. Yes. So close your eyes and relax. And I want you to imagine a beautiful woman with a pale skin tone that's kissed by the sun. She has little chinky eyes, like little ovals. 
And then boom, she got big old little cheeks and she has a huge smile. And then she has like a lot of piercings and a lot of tattoos, but her aura and her energy just brings you to a place of peace to where you'd probably think if you saw her, she looks like, oh, the resting bitch face, you know? But then (laughs) as you get to know me, you're like, oh my God, this is one of the goofiest, most honest person ever. Because if I don't do it, who, you know, and it's going to be really weird, but like, I see myself as one of those people that that's willing to be brave when nobody else is like, I, I wear Goodwill clothes. I wear name brand clothes. Uh, I'll cuss, I'll praise, I'll worship. <laughs> like it's, I'm just a lot. My favorite type of people that just keep it 100 at all times. Man. Cause y'all, I told him, I told Brian guys, coach Brian, I was like, look, I look a hot mess. You want to see? Y'all, I look like somebody's grandma right now. <laughs> she really do. Like, she finna go in there and fry some eggs at, like, 11 o'clock at night. And she finna fold some laundry. And then she finna do, um, she finna do, I, I don't know, finna put some Noxzema, you know, mask on her face. She finna do all that stuff. But <laughs> um, she's as real as they come. Like, one of the things that I've had the opportunity to capture, just like when we were, um, on the um, the show with the girls, like her facial expressions, just I mean they light up, and and of course with me and the way that I tell a story, because I have a unique way of telling a story. Like when you listen and you hear me tell a story, you get on the edge of your seat because it's like I'll get to talking and then you'll get to going about. Oh, I forgot to add this little detail right here, and so then you got to come back and be like, oh wait a minute, now I I I didn't know you added this. Um, like the little story that I told y'all uh, last time, um, there's some stuff I'm gonna tell you offline. I can't tell it because I don't want <laughs> I don't want folk come. Oh, I know exactly who you. T- I don't I don't want folk knowing that. But one of the things that I had to learn in that particular sequence was that sometimes people do not know how to handle your authenticity and who you are. And that you're at peace with being who you are. Like, the story that I told you, you you know, that, that I told you guys on there. One of the things that I had to admit to myself in that whole sequence was my failure to be, my failure to hold this person accountable for the things that... I hold myself accountable to. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to give you an example. It'd be times that we'll go um, and say, hey, we're going to, we'll be on the phone and say, hey, we're going we're gonna to go out to eat in the morning. I'm a, we're going we're gonna to go to breakfast. We're going to sit down. And I get off of work and this person is sleeping. And this happened multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I'm the type of person that if you're serious about becoming better, I will drop whatever I'm doing. And I started to notice that this person's devotion to become better was only, it was only at the expense of who she was attracted to, not who was best for her. And so I had to learn that even when we got into a conflict, 
I had to come to the realization this person is not going to come to me and they're not going to apologize. They're not going to come to me. It would take an act of God for them to come and say, hey, I, I realized that I was wrong. And you want to be careful of those individuals who they are so devoted to being right mm-hmm. that they can't be transparent enough to realize that you got some things you got to work mm-hmm. on. And so one of the things, um, Jasmine, and we're going to dive into it, is and we, we're going to get a little, we, we're going to get a little, I ain't going to say graphic, but we're going to get a little deep. The whole sexual aspect, because Here's something that uh, I've seen it done before, and many women have done it. They've been like, oh, the man just wants to have some sex. <laughs> but can we talk about how high some of y'all women's sex drive Oh, is? my God. I mean. Tell the truth, shame the devil. Tell the truth. Like an alarm clock. Shame the devil. What's some folks be saying? Uh, let me speak and talk. No, nah, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. And I'm just going to keep it real because, you know, um, if you ever come to Let's Talk Life, Love, and Relationships, you'll learn something about me. I hate the word hoe. I don't believe hoes exist. So I guess you would think mm-hmm. that I'm a part of that little Amber Rose crowd of people. But I'm actually a very sex positive person. Um, and with that being said, um, I do think sexual interaction is very important for um, just human interaction, experiences, and stuff like that. And I do understand that some people think differently of it, AKA y'all through the, throughout that whole explanation, I'm one of those women with a very high sex drive, <laughs> but, <laughs> but in actuality, um, like I told you guys in my earlier years, it, for me, from my trauma, I was using sex as a coping mechanism. So for, as for some people having a high sex drive is like, Ooh, I just love sex. No, for me, I was covering up a pain. So women, we do, some of us have a very high sex drive and it could be, it could be targeted by, uh, personal issues or they could just love sex. And it just so happened for me personally, it was at first it was trauma. And then gradually, as I began to heal and I began to do shadow work and work on myself constantly, even to this day, sex actually became an enjoyment and an experience of being a human. And so I know I know sex is such a crazy topic for so many because women, we want to pretend as if we're like this innocent, like, oh, da 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 I wouldn't use a guy for sex, da 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 I've done it. So, you know, like I've I've literally had in my head. Like when I was in high school, I had a bucket list in my head. And wait, bucket list? I had a bucket oh, list like the dude. Real powerful. Yeah. I had a bucket list like the guys. I did. And let me think. I think I marked like there was two guys that I really had to mark off. And I did mark them off in high school. And nobody knew about it. And so that's the thing. I love this. I, I just have to say that I love conversations like this because what this does is, um, and Jasmine's a believer, y'all. I'm a believer. But one of the things that I think as believers that we have been guilty of is not portraying the essence of things that we are dealing with. Sometimes we will sweep things under the rug and because we sweep it under the rug, it actually gets worse. Oh God. 
it actually gets worse. You know what I mean? Like there was a point in time, you know, in 2013, I'm being, I'm, I'm just, since he's being transparent, I'm being transparent. There was a point in time, 2013, that I found myself in that position where I wanted some. And I went out and I got it. And then after that ended up happening, there was another young lady. And within three weeks, I got the skins again. And then it was just kind of like, yo, like, this is a lot easier than I thought. Mm-hmm. You actually get out here and do that. But one of the things that really just kind of put me on ice with that, with the whole thing, like just getting out here and acting a fool was this. I thought about if I were to get married at that particular point in time, did I want to have all these experiences that I had to compare the person that I was going to marry? Did I want to have all these experiences that I wasn't ready to share? So I said, you know what? Let me stop and think about this. Wow. And then I took, me, I took me a little hiatus and then I got married. And when I got married, I'm, and I'm, I'll be transparent, y'all. When I got married, the first night that we were intimate, or at least tried to be intimate, things didn't happen the way that I thought that they should have. And what I found out was men have, men have vulnerable moments that women, they miss. And if you miss that ultimate vulnerable moment that that man has, and he feels like you don't care about him or he feels like you mismanaged that moment, his sex drive will go away. And I remember at the altar, the vows were read. And it was the way that the vows were read by my, at that time, my my wife. And when we got back to the room, the things that she said at the things that she said at the altar in the vows affected me so much that my sex drive, my level of testosterone, my libido died. Whoa. Died for about a week. Died, died for Come about on, a week. Come on, bro. Wow. Like, I didn't want to touch her. And it wasn't that she wasn't beautiful. She's beautiful, beautiful woman. But what I saw was I saw someone who at the end of the day, missed a moment to understand the type of man that I was. And so I didn't want to. And so I'm glad we're having this transparent journey and I'm sharing some things, you know, even as she's sharing some things about how sometimes the women of today don't know how to handle the vulnerabilities of the men, the good men Ooh. that are really, that are really, they don't have anywhere to be able to express themselves. And so then it's like they get with you and physically they're looking to express themselves and that moment is mismanaged. So what did you do when you realized that you mismanaged some moments that were presented to you by men that were looking for you to change what they had experienced before. What did you do when you figured out that you mismanaged? Oh God. Oh God. So you're, you're opening up a can of worms, my friend. 
And the reason I'm I'm opening up a can of, the reason I'm opening up a can of worms because one of the things that it is my my responsibility to do is that it's my responsibility to not give the part of the culture's ear that I have. Mm-hmm. It is not to give the experiences that they can recycle and use as excuses not to get better. So you have to think at a deeper level, but also understand that you coming on here and you being transparent, you have to also know and see that your transparency opens up people to express themselves at levels that they didn't know exactly. So your ability to express yourself and say, hey, this is what's going on with me opens up it's almost like you're on the couch where it's like we're both on a couch having a conversation and talking and her translation she's translating a language that only very few people can understand exactly so when you when you discovered that how did you feel for me and it's so crazy that you say that because like as i started thinking of that emotion and that energy that i had I'm so grateful that I've come where I am now um, because when that shift came for me, it was when a man realized my worth even before I did. When he saw that I was using sex as a coping mechanism and he, like, I'm literally, transparent moment, like, I'm literally, we're watching a movie and I get on top of him and I proceed to try to seduce him and this man literally looked at me and he said, I respect you way more than this. And he politely put me to the side and he literally, he did not wait for a discussion. He did not try to explain anything. He just got up and left. And like two or three days later, because my ego and my pride was hit, of course, I'm not going to hit you up. No. And he, when he did talk to me, he straight up told me, he was like, um, You've gone through many things and I see that. And he said, I, I, I care for you so much as a friend. I wouldn't even dare let you ruin our friendship. And right then and there, you guys, wow. right then and there, I realized that I had some work that I needed to do. I had some things that I needed to help. I had to hold myself accountable for because at times we can become victims. It's so easy to become a victim, but in actuality, you have to see where you could have done something different. You know, mm-hmm. when, you know, I'm a big advocate for mental health and I'm a big advocate for, you know, a lot of different things. And one of those is acknowledging that we're all fucked up. Like, you know, we, yes. <laughs> we are all messed up people. And a lot of times when you continue, because I write poetry as well. So I am a poetist too. And I can't I can't wait to hear <laughs> what stuff you're gonna write after this right here. Cause I feel like <laughs> I feel like this podcast episode is like for you know, and, and, and we're being transparent in a moment. I feel like this podcast episode has like Put a key in something that I've been trying to get out. I just didn't know how to convey it. And I feel like for you, this podcast episode is like going to start something that is going to say, you know what, y'all? I really got to get this message out and I got to help people translate their trauma to where it's okay to speak about these things and not be ashamed. 
Like I'm talking to you now and I'm saying these things. And I'm like, I am freaking not ashamed of what I just said. Like, I don't even care. Because I, <laughs> like, I, I'll be honest, my friend, like you, mm-hmm. you have some people and I'm not trying to brag on myself. I mean, I, I think you can advocate that I'm a very humble person. I can play cocky, but I'm a very humble person. And, and, and not mm-hmm. many people can pour out a vibe of like, let me just let me just rest in my truth. Because sometimes, like, even your ugliest truth, when you rest in it, it's such a peaceful place to be. Like, you can do the most horrendous thing. And when you finally sit back and say, yo, I really messed up or I really fucked up. But guess what? I did it and I can't change that. I'm not going to rest in my I'm not going to rest in my sadness. I'm not going to rest in my regret. I'm no longer going to do that. I need to find a way to make peace with what I have done to others and not so always wanting to be the victim. Mm. You said something that is so, it is so powerful and it's so necessary. I think in this culture, and especially those that have gone through some like extensive breakups, I think that there's an addiction to being the victim. Yes, it feels so good. Think about it. It does feel good to be a victim. It does feel good that people have sympathy and empathy for you because somebody else injured you and wounded you. But what is also freeing is the accountability that uplifts you when you realize that the victim that you are striving to be, that character cannot star in the movie that your life is wanting to become. Like, okay, transparent moment here. For a number of years um, with my ex when I was in South Georgia, I had to be honest. And I even went, I even went to and apologized to her because I was up praying one day, you know, that lovely man upstairs, he starts talking to you. He starts breaking stuff down to you. Like, oh my God, I didn't realize that. One of the things that I had during my times, I was sitting down and thinking, and a still small voice said, you were just as responsible for mm-hmm. the dysfunction and as she was and I said well how she got up and she went and got with this person and they you know they got married and I you know I I got hurt by it and he said something that humbled me he said you saw the dysfunction you knew the dysfunction was there but in the back of your mind you chose in the back of your mind, you chose the aspect of having another great sexual experience over your healing. (laughs) And so because of that, you were holding on to the fact of the sexual experience (laughs) that could or could not happen again over realizing that this person that you were dealing with was actually bad for you. (laughs) And told me was, he said, you need to apologize for holding on to someone that at the end of the day, you were holding hostage to an experience that no longer benefited either mm-hmm. one of you. And, you know, um, I would love to add to that. Come on. <laughs> so 
I like to call myself a little hippie. Uh, you guys can definitely go on my page and see right. pictures of me and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Once we realize that as people that we're all just trying to, ex- trying to experience something good, we'll be able to accept mm. the shit we go through. Yes. Like, I, it took for what what went through my my marriage with my ex-husband. I wanted to, don't get me wrong, some really sucky stuff was happening, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. going through therapy and getting my mental health in check, I realized what really took me on the healing journey and, and the spiritual aspect of things, of my choice, um, was accepting that out of everything that was happening, this person is still human. This person still got a past like I do. This person still got... Wait a minute. Say that, say that one more time for the people in the back. Say that one more time. Uh, I ain't gonna lie to you. I can't remember. <laughs> you, said, you said something along the lines of them understanding, understanding that people are human. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. I said, um, no matter what someone does to you, Understand that they're human. You have to, you, you, your, your true relief is finding that balance in, although I am hurting, let me release this person. Because a lot of times when we hold on to anger and when we hold on to things that upset us and hurt us, we, what they did to us is no longer holding us captive. We're holding ourselves captive because we're choosing to put that energy in that space while they go on and they do their life. So release them and walk in your healing because a lot of times, you know, and and, and guys, you guys going to kind of learn me. If you were raped or if you, if you hurt or you raped someone or you did this or you did that, you got to understand like the more I'm hurting because of what you did to me is the more I'm holding myself back because I am still allowing you to have a fucking condo in my head that you ain't even paying rent in. Come on. Talk about the, oh, see, this is why this, uh, this is why we're going to have a, we're going to have a part <laughs> two. When, when season two, we, we, we got to, and you're going to be, you probably going to be one of the, the first ones that I just go ahead and just get, because the people got to know. But talk about how many people actually have property oh, inside God. Your mind. A whole real estate. You hold on. You hold on. And here's oh my God. This is going, this is going, this is going. This right here is. And we have the opportunity to sell it at the highest price and we hold on to it until the value is dead. Ma'am. Hey, listen. Oh my gosh. I have a best friend that um she she she's amazing, amazing, amazing woman. And um long story short, she goes. And it was weird how she said it, but she's like, you're giving out what you love for free when people could be paying for it. That is powerful that you, it's powerful that you said that because like one of the things that I am developing and learning as a coach um, is that I have value, but in order for that value to get better, sometimes you have to separate yourself from individuals that don't want to pay the price. 
You have to separate from yeah. individuals that don't want to pay yeah, the price. Man. And so there are people that are no longer a part of my life in the same avenue because they don't want to pay the price. And sometimes it's not even about money. Sometimes the price is somebody that has their foot on your back and says, you suck sitting on your A-S-S-S-S-S-S. I got to keep my cussing down to a level. But some people that just sit back and let you sit on your behind and don't tell you, listen, you got to migrate. I'm going to tell you. One of the things that I learned in this journey that um, I've gone through, especially since I moved here to Atlanta, one of the things that I had to learn, and this came from dealing with the way things went, one of the things I had to learn was this. And I, and I told you um, um, in the story that I told you guys on live, I said what I had to let go of. I'm going to tell you this mature journey that I came to. So obviously... The person that I mentioned that I was friends with, at one point in time, there was like a crazy crust. Like I was like, oh my God, I care about this person. I, I, I you know, I, I, I want, and I did get the opportunity. And so I remember um, at the very, very beginning, the opportunity presented itself for me to be able to get in this person's life and be able to have an opportunity for romance. Like, oh, this is it. This person is vulnerable. You can do this. And let me tell you what stopped me. Let me tell you what stopped me. Let me tell you, and this phrase right here is going to help so many people. If what you want from an individual is not available when vulnerability is not present, it's not yours. If vulnerability has to be present in order for you to participate in someone's life in a romantic way, it's not yours. It's not. You're yours. just being used. I mean, it's and you're being used. Um, and it, it's just funny because that's actually what I was doing to other people. Mm. Um, because in my head, you know. I was doing these men how they were doing me. But they didn't care because they were still getting something. They, they, they were still getting what they needed. Term. But little did they know at that time, too, some of those moments I'm acting like a damsel in distress or I was acting like this woman. Like back in the day, I had this homeboy and he told me straight up, he said, um, I would not recommend you for any of my boys. And I was like, what do you mean? Ooh. And he said to me, he said, because you attach quick, but you detach quicker. Wow. And I was like, yo, like trauma. Tra e what is that TikTok, guys? Emotional damage. And Ooh. that slapped me in the face because like before the city girls was even the city girls, like in my head, I was just like, I'm going to do these men how they do me. Like, I'm not going to get emotions involved, da, 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 da. But meanwhile, I am allowing someone into my own personal spiritual realm within my womb. They over here shooting up the club and they didn't even pay to get in. Ooh. So, you know, and like he said, he said, you attach fast, but you detach quicker. That was probably like one of the most embarrassing, but the realest thing I ever heard someone tell me. Because in my head, at the in my earlier in my earlier years, in my head, I'm gonna tell you what was going through my head. 
like, okay, I'm gonna get what I want out of him, which was sex. Cause I wasn't, I was, I've always been independent. So, you know, guys, you know how they, you know how some guys be like, oh, well, yeah, she just, you know, da, da, da. No, like sex was actually just an enjoyment. It was a coping mechanism. So you didn't have to, I wasn't that type that's like, oh, you need to pay my rent or you need to do this. You need to do that. I was more of a let's enjoy this moment and this experience. And I'm saying to myself, no, I don't have emotions involved. But every time that guy got what he needed and only contacted me two or three weeks later when he wanted some more, I was still hurt, but I was playing it cool. Wow. So you don't have many women that are transparent and honest with themselves because men do this all the time. They do. But how, how, how often do you hear a woman being real about the fact that, you know, oh my God, you know, I never, I never said this stuff on an open platform, but I remember in my early twenties, like, like I even dated, like I didn't even, y'all, like I've always been a hustler, always been an independent woman. I didn't like to, ask men for anything. I didn't want you to feel like I you I owed you nothing. Like if I gave you my vagina, it was because I wanted to, not because you did something for me. And that was a whole nother little toxic mind frame. But anyways, like Jeez. there were moments, guys, where I literally did not have nothing to eat. And I went on a date that night just to have something to eat. And of course it resulted in, in me having sex with this person because in my mind, he didn't know he was giving me, he was helping me in service. But in my mind, I had to pay him for his service that he didn't know that he bought. You know, not saying I was a prostitute or nothing like that, you know, because I was talking to these men. But at the same time, too, these men were actually helping me because I wasn't strong enough to say, yo, I'm struggling. I was using my body and I thought my body had to be something that it had to be given up. Wow. Yeah, that stuff gets deep. I'm sorry, guys. No, it gets deep, but these conversations are necessary because one of the things that I have started to really understand about the and I and I think that one of the things that um I really have to pay attention to and I have to be careful about is you know, the the platform and the content that I do, I dive into a lot of things. And one thing that I saw myself doing and I had to stop was I saw myself going more towards like the red pill content mm. where it is very easy with the red pill content. It's very easy to get caught up and judge people oh. and not give people the opportunity to evolve. But when you understand who you are, you understand that people, they, sometimes people, they choose to make decisions because they fit the description of what everybody else agrees with. And that if they want to change, they have to go through this elaborate process of people's approval. But what happens when the person who has made choices evolves but they don't have a person that they can share the experience with what do they hmm. do they uh, potentially end up going back to what they did because that is what was 
acceptable to them. Man, listen, this has been quite a very, not only transparent, but very refreshing um, podcast episode. I think for what we've gathered, I think because one, I want to save the meat for when we're on camera. So Jasmine, if it's okay with you, I want you to get yourself prepared, be on camera, look your best, however you want to look, get yourself to be put on camera because what we're going to do is we're going to be on the worldwide web where you're going to be able to tell your experiences with people. But the thing is that I want to keep the same energy because I feel like that camaraderie and that conversation that makes you who you are, you were able to be that way. And I don't know if there's too many people that will allow you to be in that space. But I'm a person that at the end of the day, it's not my goal to come on here and judge. It's my goal to, again, activate your voice so that as you develop and as you begin to be who you're supposed to be, you will be able to have the conversations and not be ashamed about the experiences. So we have come to the ending of part one with Jasmine Rain. Part two will be on video. So um, Jasmine, last thing before we get out of here, where can they uh, get in touch with you so that they can begin to get just a small portion of what I was able to experience tonight? Okay, so guys, um, my Instagram is I am J-R-A-I-N-E, J-Rain. Um, again, mm-hmm. that's I-M-J-R-A-I-N-E, or you can type in my actual name. Um, not only is my voice unique, my name is unique. It's J-A-Z-Z-M-I-N-R-A-I-N-E, and that's actually my name on Facebook and on here. And I actually do um, motivational speaking. I do a lot of different things. Um, so... If you ever need anyone to talk to or you want to start walking into a journey of self-love, just hit me up. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Jasmine Rain has introduced another level of transparency that I think I'm going to start really embracing. So Jasmine, thank you for your transparency. This episode, I knew that it was going to be powerful, but I didn't realize that it was going to be freeing for me also. So I want to thank you personally for allowing me to get out of whatever comfort zone that I was used to and being what I was supposed to be. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have fun editing this um, and getting it. And uh, Jasmine, uh, you'll be able to let all of your followers and, and individuals that you influence, you'll be able to let them hear the sincerity of who you are being displayed. So with that being said, Jasmine, thank you for coming on the Soul Purpose Podcast with yours truly and making my night um, a great one. And for everyone that is tuned in, you guys stay tuned. This is just the beginning of great things to come. We've got more opportunities, more guests that are going to come on and really make you think about life, liberty, and the pursuit of purpose. And while you're on a pursuit, not forgetting who you are, you guys take care and have a great night, evening, whichever time frame you're listening to. Talk to you soon. <laughs>